behind us, right on the side of us. You could, you could kind of see the thing moving through the woods. Uh, all I can remember is flipping the light on, and I see this creature, and I knew, I knew in my heart, I knew in my mind, in the whole night, this isn't a man. And then this thing walks across the road, takes a turn towards us, and then leaps over a guardrail. Went to look forward, and there was a big black face. Squatch DTV, exploring the Bigfoot mystery each week with your hosts, veteran researcher, author, and TV personality, the Squatch Detective, Steve Culls, and from the Bigfoot Research Project of Kentucky, Chris Bennett. Sit back and buckle up as we bring you guests from around North America discussing the Bigfoot phenomena, but not without a few laughs, too. Here are your hosts, Steve and Chris. And good evening, cyberspace. Welcome to Squatch DTV for today's date, November 19th, 2021. I'm your host, your guide, the Squatch Detective, Steve Coles. And uh, here we are, and my co-host downstairs, Mr. Chris. Mr. Steve, how you doing, my friend? It's good to see you. This is the last show before Christmas. That sure is. Sure is. We'll have one more um, this year, right? Let's see, the day after. 29th. 29th. Oh, the 29th. Yeah, okay. Or no, 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 the 26th. I'm sorry. What am I talking about? Yeah, the 26th. That's one more. So that'll be the New Year's show or New Year's Eve, whatever, (laughs) early. But uh, yeah, this is the last show before Christmas, so... uh, we thought we'd do something fun tonight uh, because uh, we love our listeners and we love our chat room attendees. We appreciate you guys. Uh, you make the show. And sure tonight is. we may be kind of counting on you a little bit to make the show because uh, our guest uh, couldn't make it. <laughs> yeah, he had, he had a little bit of a technical difficulty. A little issue, uh, yeah. And uh, we couldn't get him on anyway. So, well, you know, nothing like a trying. Uh, yeah, exactly. And it was all last minute too. So that kind of 
it, uh, I, also, I want to take a moment here to thank Steve publicly for my brand new Yeti microphone that I'm using tonight. And I can actually hear myself speak now. I'm sorry, guys. You probably hear me sound more like a hick now than ever because of my, <laughs> the microphone is clearer and everything. But, you know, that's okay. I'm not ashamed to be a hillbilly. <laughs> and but, uh, uh, thank you, again, Steve. Looking at full of uh, looking at the uh, chat, we've got a. I, I want to do a quick shout out. A uh, gentleman just popped in and said, "Hello from Argentina, great show, guys. You got this. Wow. Well, welcome, Chris. Wow, Chris. Welcome to the family. And love uh, that name and Argentina. Awesome, dude. Yep. yep. All right. And uh, I'm not sure what this is, but must um, be one of. Is it, that uh, Russian? Uh, that is certainly could be Russian. It could be Ukrainian. Uh, it yeah. could be a. It could be spam. I, I don't know, <laughs> uh, guys. You know, I'm sorry. I'm illiterate on about anything except English. But uh, we love you anyway. Thank you for being here. And we got. <laughs> I mean, we got some. Well, let's do the roll call here tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. And, and it's going to be a little bit of a roll call because wow, uh, great. Okay, of course. First in, B Lynn. Hello, B. Hi, B. Bigfoot Society in the house. Bigfoot the tall Society. ones. Yeah. The tall Joe ones, from Brent. Western New York Bigfoot. Hey, Joe. Uncle Let's Bones, see. too. Uncle Bones. Lester yeah. Taylor. Don Fuller. Lester. Don, welcome. Am and Chris. I'm and Chris. Welcome. Again, I'm trying to go through. Rod Dupree. Rod, welcome. Rod. Good to see you, Rod. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Brian and Chewy go hiking. Hey, Brian. In the house. Welcome. Good Jay to see Fritz. You. Jay? Jay is an Arthur watch. Arthur, hello. Hi, Arthur. Low rider in the house. Low rider. All right, now we go for a little bit here. Robert Walker. Hello, Robert. Hey, Robert, good to see you. Robert asks, $100. And I like his, his icon, his channel icon. It's a slice of pepperoni pizza. <laughs> well, Robert, uh, we're giving away $100 to our subscribers. And uh, because we love our subscribers. And if you're new to the channel, dude, subscribe, okay? <laughs> we're going to have $100 coming up here shortly. Yep. And, uh, you know, we will probably have to check to make sure that you're a subscriber. If, if you're, uh, I think we're going to, what are we going to do, Steve? We're going to roll the dice. and We're going to roll the dice. If you make a comment, and, you, yeah. so you got to make a comment in chat, say hello yeah, in chat it, to be part it. of this. So yeah, that's it. Make a comment in chat. Say hello, you know, and uh, we know. because uh, in order to win, you got to make a comment in chat. Now, you, I know you, you guys, a lot of you guys are listening on your TV too. Go on, go on to your computer and, and type in hello into the chat. Or your smartphone or, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. And uh, also in the house, Bigfoot Okanagan. Hello, hey, Leon. Leon. Welcome. Good uh, to see who you. Else? The, uh, Brent from the Tall Ones. Yeah. Lockbeard's Brent. in the house. Lockbeard. And who else? A lot more, a lot more, a lot more. Curious Cryptid, Steve, how are you? Hi, Steve. Welcome, bud. Love your uh, channel, man. I love that. I love those uh, uh, those videos of yeah. going places. And I, I made that ferry ride with you. I love it. <laughs> Curious Cryptid, great channel. Uh, who else? Godzilla zero two thousand is in the Godzilla. house. Hello, Godzilla, good to see. You. That's my favorite movie. Oh, Godzilla. We said hello to Chris uh, Spitzer. We yeah. got Paulie T in. 
Paulie T and oh, oh I'm I am lost. <laughs> Paulie T. Polly, welcome. And Peyton. And Peyton, I is Bigfoot LOL. So he must have seen <laughs> Saw the gifting the, bowl. <laughs> the gifting bowl. Sasquatch Wizard Adirondacks. Welcome, welcome. Sasquatch Wizard. Right. You got this one, Chris. Um Aetoria. Uh Aetoria. Aetoria. I always I'm sorry, guys. You know, I miss overlook me. I'm from Kentucky. All right. Laughing picker in the house. Laughing picker. That's what I mean. I like that. Who else? Who else? Who else? Uh Prairie Fire. Prairie Fire. There you are. Sasquatch out of the shadows. Sasquatch out of the shadows. That's a I don't like that. Welcome. There's more. Brian McMahon. Brian. Good to see you. Welcome, welcome. Lance Windsor. Hey, Lance. And uh, I think we got them all right now, but if you... Uh, no, I see Sherry. Hi, Sherry. Oh, Sherry. <laughs> now, now we got to make a rule here. Sherry can't win. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I, if Sandy's in here lurking, you know, you can't win either, Sandy. Sorry. <laughs> I will say hello to <laughs> Gary. Gary, welcome. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Tom hey. Steenberg in the house. Hello, hey, Thomas. Thomas. Welcome. Good to see you. You know, and uh, Nikki's in the house. Some hairy man, but Winks and Hope. <laughs> Nikki, welcome. Angel Nolan, welcome. Angel, good to see you. Mr. Palacio's in the house. <laughs> <laughs> now, in case people are wondering, see, that's my buddy Steve. We work together mm-hmm. and uh, we, we do this constant. Inside. Naked gun skit. Yeah. Yeah. We do constantly the naked gun skit. So, yeah, they got a lot of inside stuff going on during the show. You, you can't. You, only that. <laughs> Don goes any chance? Like, yes, that probably. Donald, that's funny. <laughs> oh, and it's getting bonated back if I do. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Oh. Uh, but just remember, you guys, you know, uh, make a comment in the chat. Say hello, you know. Uh, and we, we we got time. So and yeah, it's, if you're new tonight, remember, hit subscribe. You know, it's just that little button right down there. Hit subscribe because we're going to have to check and make sure you're a subscriber. OK, we don't want anybody to lose out, miss out. OK. UP is in the house. You welcome. So, Chris. Uh, yeah, why don't you tell, uh, you know, why don't you talk a little bit about, you know, a little off topic, but, you know, Kentucky had a horrible tragedy last week. And why, yeah. don't you t- uh, why don't you tell some of the folks what you've seen while I do something real okay. quick here? Okay. Well, yeah, we had uh, a pretty wild uh, bunch of tornadoes and windstorms come through. And, uh, you know, now here locally in central, south central Kentucky, it wasn't as bad as they got it over in Western Kentucky around Mayfield. Now Mayfield, I think it pretty much, I've not been there physically, but I saw the, the photos and stuff and news coverage. looks like it demolished the whole town. They had a lot of people that got killed over there and here locally, you know, look, although I've not heard of anybody that got killed yet. Thank goodness. I don't think we've had any fatalities. If there are, this, I don't know about it yet. But uh, there were some people here locally who lost their homes. And, uh, you know, I, I had some loss. But, uh, you know, 
I don't, uh, <laughs> compared to somebody losing their home, you know, what I've lost is no big deal. You know, a few thousand bucks is not to, nothing compared to your, your whole livelihood. But uh, we've had a bunch of trees down uh, here by the house. And <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. That's, that gets picked up very good on this new mic. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. But uh, here lately, you know, uh, I've been cutting down, I've downed trees and limbs around the house, and which inspired me to make a new video today on, on my, my channel on YouTube, which is kind of funny. Uh, I bought this chainsaw from uh, Amazon. And it's one of those Chinese still. So I'm out there. I have been using this thing. Um, it's just a cheap Chinese chainsaw. I have been using this thing to clear my yard since the day after the storm. And with me, you know, I can't go out there and do a full day's work. So I just kind of do what I can do for that day. And then I'll quit. And then I'll go out again tomorrow and do it. But uh, that Chinese chainsaw has really saved me. It really has. It, it came through. But the amount of damage in certain areas is like unbelievable. And uh, you see a lot of people, uh, their homes weren't damaged. And then the one next door might be totally destroyed. It, it's crazy uh, how, how this weather. Yeah. Brian says weather warfare. Hope not. Yeah, really, Brian. But uh, it's just been a really rough time. And hey, there's Pat. <laughs> Pat's here. <laughs> Pat, we got to get you a microphone, babe. Get that. Uh... Well, if Pat gets the money tonight, maybe he can get a microphone. <laughs> ah, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we got. Hey, our good friend, you. Remember you? Hey, you. <laughs> he, he watches. He just doesn't talk. He's, he's a lurker. Yeah, I do that, too, you know. I go on a lot of live streams and just I sit back. OT in the house too. OT, welcome. Yeah. I, you know, uh, hopefully we'll, we'll have a, a guest here in a few seconds. If not, yeah. Uh, since he hasn't answered me yet, I believe he's probably just getting ready. Uh oh, I have an issue. Oh, there it went. <laughs> Didn't think I was going to have a light there for a minute. But... Lord and God. you know what? Hmm. Talk about an ad hoc guest, and we're so glad to have him back on, Mr. Tom Steenberg. Hello, Tom. Oh, Thomas, welcome. Yeah, good to see you. Hey, good to see you guys, too. I was just going to, just writing on comments. He said, check your Facebook message. <laughs> 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 bail. Can you come on? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Took five minutes to unwrap the headset and everything. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of figured, well, he didn't answer me, and he's probably getting his, he's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so I but, thought I'd help you out. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. Thomas, you have no idea how glad I am to see you. I missed, <laughs> I missed you on the last show. I had just got back from Ohio, and I don't travel well, mm. and I was stuck in the recliner during the show that you were on. And uh, I hated that, but I still couldn't stand it. I had to get over there and watch it on TV. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And, and Tom, I, I'll, I also I, I've said this to people in the past. I'll say it to you: you have been one of my big footing heroes. When I was when I was coming up, and I was new to this, I was watching your stuff and reading your stuff. So always an inspiration, and I'm so honored to have you on, sir. Yep. 
Well, thank you, Steve. Thank you for reminding me I'm getting old. And soon. <laughs> We're all getting old. <laughs> you know, uh, you might, my kids asked me, you know, what's the best piece of advice I can give them? I said, don't get old. Yeah, don't get don't, old. Don't, don't get old. And don't start smoking. Oh, well, yep, yeah. yep. Well, I got I have to crack, support crack and toy here. And, uh, <laughs> I have to support the local tobacco farmers, Thomas. I know it's killing me, but somebody's got to do it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, we got so many in this chat tonight. They're all in for the great. Yeah. Anybody like coming in, make sure you say hello. It's going to be important later. You got to say something in the chat so we can pick out who, a winner who, later. Okay? Who was supposed to be the guest, by the way? Well, we had a gentleman on. Uh, he actually popped into the YouTube chat. I didn't want him to give his last name away, but uh, his name was Pat, and he had a Bigfoot encounter mm-hmm. back in uh, 2018. Okay. And, um, you know, I'm actually kind of glad you're, you're, you're here because I, I did download a couple of video clips, not necessarily of his interview. Um, that's actually posted up on the channel. But uh, uh, we ended up on... Um, September 26th of this year, uh, doing a live stream from the area where I kind of figured it must have came from or a very remote area. It's had a couple of other sighting reports in that general area. And uh, we decided uh, to check it out in the daytime. And we found a a track, Mm -hmm. um, a single footprint in, in a splotch of mud that was you know, rock, you know, rocky on one side, very hard packed, uh, compacted rock on the other side. But in the middle, it was this, this little trough where there was a little bit of mud in there. Right in the middle of it was a was a footprint. Mm-hmm. So we decided to go back to at nighttime and we decided to take our audience with us. And there was a couple of things that happened. Unfortunately, we were using for the field remote. We were using uh, a smartphone. So they don't have the greatest mic, which is kind of good for podcasting. Because, you, you know, it doesn't pick up a lot of, you know, sounds from around you. But it didn't pick up the sounds we were hearing. But one thing we did do is we had recorders going. So we, we picked up the, the sounds we did have. So what, what ended up happening was uh, this. Now, 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 Pat's story is really a good one. He was driving home from work one day. And, you know, he's in the chat. So I'm just going to, I'm going to really, just, you know, and he was driving down uh, Route 9 in uh, Saratoga County, New York. And he had one, you know, kind of walk in front of him. And there was a woman there that, that he believes had seen it as well. And, you know, he kind of drove by it. And the woman took off. And there it was. He went into the brush towards where we were doing uh, this research in to, just to see if there was anything there. Um, so let me, uh, I'll kick over here. And... So the night started with myself going down by myself into uh, down this road while we were podcasting it. And I heard something rather large walking, walking in the woods to my left. And it sounded like it was starting to try. It was almost flanking me. Now, I didn't think it was Bigfoot. I wasn't sure what it was because very nearby there was a moose uh, within, I'd say, five seven miles there was a moose that actually got photographed over the summer so is it possible it could be a moose there's not many bear in that particular area but it's not unheard of either um so my i got concerned that it might have been a moose or a bear and 
not necessarily a Bigfoot. And uh, so Mike came down, uh, Mike Ann from Tactical Bigfoot Research. Mike. And uh, whatever it was that was walking just kind of petered out. It, it just stopped. And we didn't hear any more movement. So Mike and I proceed probably about another 50 feet, 100 feet down the, down the road. And we hear this one distinct, and we were thermoing at the same time. Now, Mike starts to see a hot spot. And then as he's seeing the hot spot, we get this tree knock. Now, mind you, we did not tree knock. We did not whoop. We didn't do any vocals or any provocation whatsoever. This came out of nowhere. And in fact, going up there to do this podcast was a last minute decision. It wasn't, we didn't even plan on doing that until until that Sunday morning. Um, and because we were coming off the Whitehall thing. Um, so here is that video. Um, Hot spot. Where? To the left, uh, directly in front of you. Don't move in, move in. Where'd it go? Oh, no. Oh, my Lord. You guys hear that? That was a tree knock. And, and of course, that that was with the tree knock amplified. Amplified, yeah. Um, because the, the even the recorder picked it up very, it was very faint on the recorder. But it it sounded that loud to Mike and I. Like, it sounded like it was, like, within a couple hundred feet of us. Can, can you play it non-amplified? Uh I do not have that copy loaded okay. for for video, but okay. but um, as I remember it, uh, it unamplified. It was not audible during the show. Right. Yeah. During the show, it wasn't really that audible because it was just like I couldn't yeah. pick it up. But after you amplified, it was like, oh gosh, <laughs> Louisville Slugger. Yeah, and even if you look at the uh, the waveform itself, just that one section was amplified. The whole the whole clip wasn't amplified. Um, yeah. now, uh, so we hear that one single tree knock, but we, you know, we lose the, the thermal in uh, the, whatever that hot spot was dis- disappears. Um, we, we're kind of like, okay, so we keep on moving. We keep moving forward down to where the track find was. And we, and you know, I had mentioned when we're there, okay, this is the track find. And then we get to a point where there's a cup just about just before there's a couple of swamps, and there would be a swamp to our left of us, swamp to our right of us with a, a pretty narrow path in between the two. And while we were there, we were, we were sitting there talking about the use of some um, ultraviolet light or black light because it tends to show camera work better, uh, even more so than red light, um, when all of a sudden this occurred and it was a rock throw. What's going on in chat, ladies? Okay. <laughs> that was definitely a rock. We just have a rock thrown at us. And, uh, yeah. Okay, so who, all, who all was with you when the rocks were thrown? It was just me and Mike. Okay. There was, was no, nobody. The, the other two, there. yeah, the other two were way up at the, the, the top of probably at least a quarter of a mile away up where the, uh, where we were uh, airing the podcast, where the feed was from. Yeah. So, they, so were we, taking, they were sitting, they were manning the desk while, yeah. while Steve and Mike were out in the field. So they were accounted for. Now, I'm not assuming anything here, but was it right. Mike, your, in your vision when the rock was seen or heard to fall? 
Uh, actually, our back was kind of turned to where the rock was thrown from. We were kind okay. of looking the opposite direction, and the rock came like just like that. Did you and find the rock? No, because the the problem was is that area is very rocky oh, as it is. I understand that. Yeah. yeah, I was just trying to get it. You get an idea how big it was. Yeah. Um, and it didn't sound like a big, you know. Maybe at best, maybe a palm-sized rock. It wasn't anything okay. like like because you could hear how it. it I'll play it one more time. It, it kind of skitters as because mm-hmm. what it does is it comes through the branches and it hits the other rocks that are on the ground, mm-hmm. and it kind of skitters a bit. What's going on in chat, ladies? Okay, <laughs> that was definitely a rock. We just have a rock thrown at us. So yeah, it was, uh, and and that was pretty much the end of the activity for the night. We we kind of moved forward a little bit to where the swamps were, and then far off in the distance, on the far side of the swamp, we we heard some gunshots being fired. Okay. And uh, it was coyote season at times, and uh, we know there are guys that that hunt coyotes at night. But there were no vehicles at all going up to where we were, and and this is the way into this area is where we were. So. There was nobody on on that side of the swamp, which, you know, goes for a couple hundred yards the opposite, you know, the other way. This so happened, this happened in the dark. This all happened in the dark. Okay. Uh, completely pitch dark. We didn't hear hear anything creeping around, you know, when the rock was thrown or leaving for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no nut trees or anything like that in that particular area. And so how far it, how far away from where the footprint was found was this rock thrown incident? Uh, within 30, 40, 50 feet. It was, okay. it, it now, was fairly close to where we found the print originally. Okay. Was uh, the rock in the direction of where you found the print or the other way? Yes. It was actually from the direction where we found the print, okay. Okay. which I, I found quite fascinating myself too. Um, I don't know. It was, uh, it was just one of those things. So, you know, this this spring we're going to hit that area very hard the field teams you know in place they've been you know warned that this is going to be our, our primary destination for a little bit did you the, photograph the print oh yes absolutely now, can do you I, show it to me i sure can if i can find it uh let's see i'm sure i got it let's see there we are. I have lots of photos of this, so I can kind of give you a... Mm-hmm. Um, What's that indication just off to the left, uh, upper left corner? Is that some other mark of some kind or? Uh, over in here? Yeah, right at the top there by the seven and eight. Yeah, that area. What is that? Is that another depression of some kind? You know, it does It does kind of look that way, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, okay. Now, in your opinion, Steve, was it logical for just to be one print there, or should there have been others? It, it was very logical because okay. of the, the terrain. 
the area just to the left of that photo is is basically rock, you know, compacted rock. Mm-hmm. Um, and the area forward is actually compacted rock as well. In fact, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to try to give you an overview of like that's moving forward and that's very hard. As you can see, the tire tracks that were nearby don't even impress that. And you can see the, the rocky terrain. It's all a lot of compacted rock. You really don't get. Um, what I don't understand is there should be at least some marks because that thing looks pretty deep where it is. Steve Robert wants to know where were you in general, not not a specific area, but uh, Saratoga County. Um, I it's surrounded by different state forests. Um, now the funny thing is is also there is kind of a a game trail almost from where that leads off to. Um, you know, from the direction it almost seemed to come from. Uh, the actual there's actually a, a roadway. Um, as you can see, a tire track just nearly missed that. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, uh, like I said, it it was definitely, uh, how should I say this? Um, I, see I, mean, a tire, I see a tire track behind you and one in front of you. Yeah, I mean, that's how close people miss that one. <laughs> okay. Um, you don't think this is someplace where someone jumped out of their door somewhere? Uh, no, no. Uh, okay. The um, Because in actuality, when we got there, those tire tracks weren't there. Okay. We had gone back to get casting material, came back, and there was a truck now parked to the direction of where my head is kind of facing. Right. There's actually a, there was actually a truck parked there, and it was a couple of hunters setting up game camps, actually. Yeah. And the one, the one in front of you looks really fresh. Mm-hmm. The one behind right. you, not so much. Now, mind you also that it had been raining that day. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe the print was made that day. Um, and I, I, you know, so we go up there, we're looking around and as I'm going back, it starts to rain. So I'm like, oh, we gotta, you know, we gotta get this print done. So it was very, it, it, whatever it was, it would have been there for a little bit. And I think the rain just kind of, uh, didn't really add to it. It made, it started making that area. And as you went to the right a bit, it got a little, but it, it's only about a, you know, if it's got a, a three and a half foot stride, uh, the just to the right of that track, there seems to be more rocky area, and you can even see that um, in this picture where I'm mixing plaster. Yeah. You know, no, this is kind of the area it leads into. That's and, New York, Robert. Yeah, and you can see, you know, it's pretty hard ground. Mm-hmm. So it's just that little area where there seems to be a trough. That um, is, it, is this like a pullout, or is this actually a road? Uh, it's a very, um, I don't know what, uh, actually I was photographing prints as we were, um, so, I mean, there was areas of mud, but the direction, it was only like a very small area of, and see, to me, it looked like, not to mention the depth of this, uh, that's what impressed me more than anything else. This was very deep. Now, uh, if you now, zoom uh, back that's out a, there, you yeah, zoom that's back a, out. That area to the off the heel there, that almost looks like the front of a boot. Yeah, that one does over here. Like somebody yeah. stepped over. Somebody it. stepped on the track. <laughs> or the or the track stepped on the human print and no, it. no, the, the the one on uh the lower left there we're looking at that was definitely made on top of the track. See it's where okay. it's caved in the, the so lower someone left of stepped the, on it. Yeah. 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 Somebody stepped on that. Yeah. yeah, and and so there is a human depth. 
and and you can see there's the the. It's quite yeah, a difference. It's the... foot shape, but it, there's no indication that that sh shouts out footprint to me. I don't see any toe impressions there at all. Well, what I was looking, by the photograph, right? What I was looking at is this. You see mm -hmm. these these cuts in here? Yeah. And, and this is what really impressed me was right here, um, right in this section here, because you can see the dirt, and you see what it appears to be a toe to me, and then there's another. There's you a ridge that, between the toes. There's a ridge between yeah. the toe. There. Where the toe area looks like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that kind of, and then you kind of see a similar start of a formation there. And then there seems to be another one over there. It's, it's very bizarre. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the things about footprints. You can't say unless you saw the yeah. creature actually well, but, make the track. But yeah, but when you can I either like it or dislike yeah. it, I like this one. I like when it. I see, when I see that, it's interesting. That, it certainly mm, is. Yeah. Could you zoom out again, please? Mm? Zoom out. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I, I still wonder why it's a lone track. It seems to me. Well, like I said, more than one. Yeah. Right, but well. the, the literal you see the rock right here. Yes. Okay. So this area just starts rocks. It's all rocks. It's all rock, it's compacted all rock, like okay. like where my where, like where my my truck was parked. Yeah. Because my truck is literally to the if you were to take where the tire is here and you were to go this way. Yeah. That's where the track was. Was was it was anything seen off the road like uh, in the grass and in the ferns behind you? And uh, such. Well, behind us, and if I can get that picture back out. Um, going forward, as you can see, this is yeah, all, yeah. this is all rocking here too. Yeah. Okay. That's um, what I was trying to confirm. Yeah. yeah. And it's all kind of rocky in there. And that's why when we heard the rock throw, which we would now from where we were, we were probably about 25, 30 feet going in, uh, in this direction here. To where the rock was thrown. Now I can't tell from that picture what's the direction of travel. In other words, which way is the front of the footprint pointing? The front of the footprint is pointing this way. It's pointing onto the road. Correct. Like it was crossing the road almost. Okay. Like it was moving from this area across the road into the other side of the forest. Okay. Um, and there was a on the other side. A wide shot. On, on the other side, um, you know, as you can see, it's very where the direction was actually headed was kind of like in this direction. But as you can see, there was no give or take on that road at all. And then right. it's very, very hard clay. <clears throat> um, and it must, it, for whatever reason, this was a, you know, kind of like a trough area where it kind of. It had to, yeah, it had to have accidentally stepped in a spot where you had some sediment that had washed down into a low-lying area, and the, everything else was probably, looks like, <laughs> pretty uh, pretty sturdy uh, substrate there. Exactly. And I, I am so honored to have you looking at this and giving me some yeah. input on this. <laughs> well, it's, it's fascinating, but I wouldn't jump to... And automatically assume Sasquatch is responsible for it. Right. Yeah. There could be a, a, other explanations for it, but I wouldn't discount it either. Yeah. Yep. 
And that's that's what I had had to go based on on knowing there was a sighting within that park before yeah. uh, the, the the sighting in 2018 of the roadside nearby. And then there was another sighting uh, within five miles of that one, a little further to the south of the 2018 sighting. Now, you know, it's, day, it's daylight here. Is uh, Was this the next morning or something that these questions were taken? No, no. This was taken uh, a week before. Um, this was taken on the... Uh, actually, this was taken on September 5th. Oh, okay. When we okay. went to the mountain, it was actually September 26th. It was uh, actually a few weeks later. Oh, okay. So it was afterwards, uh, close right. by the, the rock incident. After. Right. Yeah, the rock yeah. and the wood knock. That happened okay. after this. Uh, we didn't okay. find this after. So uh, this was found before. Like It piqued my interest that, okay, I'm, I'm going to take a crew up there at night and see what happens and this is a whitehall area that has a history of both no this is actually sarah uh, whitehall is washington county uh this is probably give or take about 35 miles southwest of whitehall well that's still close yeah i mean yeah absolutely and in fact it's kind of funny the witness and i uh have had been talking quite a bit and you know he he is you know so interested into this he's like and he he he's discovering things that I've already kind of figured out too, is that there seems to be like a corridor where they could travel very unimpeded okay. from Whitehall to this area or from the uh, <clears throat> further North uh, because there's been sightings in Warren County as well. They could also travel quite unimpeded to this area, like areas like Lake Luzerne, Lake George, uh, North of there where there's been sightings on the other side of Lake George. What was the length of the print? Uh, it wasn't a big hefty one. I want let's pull that up. I'm pretty sure we can take a look right here. So it, it was a give or take. It was, a, yeah, it was probably about uh, you know, just under a foot, just yeah, about a foot, you know, between here, um, to here. So yeah, I would say about a foot. So it wasn't like an extremely large print, but it was very wide, and that's what kind of um. You know, struck me. It was um, about four and a half inches wide, I would say, mm -hmm. at the heel width, uh, at the uh, toe splay would would be uh, at the ball of the foot. Would yeah, the toe splay was about five inches there. Mm -hmm. So, so and again, it's not an area where we have a lot of bear, um, and I didn't see that like. It, does it look like a bear over? It did not kind of look like a bear overstep to me. Um, and that that's always my first, you know, uh, call. Is, is this something where, you know, a paw and paw? But the weight, uh, the weight uh, distribution, even in the wet, you're only getting prints, like I say, humans may be that depth. And if you look at my foot over there at, at that point in time, it wasn't making much of an impression at all. Yeah, the width uh, at the ball, uh, you know, this, this was. Go ahead, Chris. The the width at the ball is doable for a human, and right. that, that that's very possible. The the width at the heel is pushing it a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's uh, it's still doable. Yeah, I mean, just barely. Okay, I mean, that's I, a that's a wide foot for the. It's length. a wide foot. Yes. Yeah. It now, is. in your opinion, is it a track of some kind? And not some like where a rock or a couple of rocks were pulled out of the ground. Well, <clears throat> I have looked at that too. 
because what interests and, me yeah. is if you zoom out again, yeah. is that mound of earth in the upper on left of the track. Yeah. Along there. Yeah. Uh, usually when a footprint goes down, it doesn't raise a mountain range like that. But when something is pulled out of the ground that's been there for a while, it does. Right, right. And I, I like I said, I had thought about that too, but it, mm -hmm. it may have been a little muddier at the time. Yeah, well, yeah. And, like and, and what I was looking at too is this. And, uh, you know, the, the reason why is usually you'll see softer dirt and it looks like this has all been kind of like the, the leaf matter has been pressed into the, mm -hmm. pressed into yeah. the ground. Biological matter. That's, that, uh, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah. The, the debris inside looked like it had been compressed or removed or what did it do? It, it, yeah, it looks like it's been compressed in. Okay, like, well, that, that, would, that, would, that would be the indication that something was placed there, i.e. a foot. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, you know, I'm very forensic when it comes to, to prints too. And I'm a stickler about it. And I'm like going, I don't see the, the typical crook, you know, the, the angling you see on an overstep. Uh, I look for stuff that was pulled out well, and, and, you know, usually when you see uh, something pulled out, you get a, a complete rounding of, of dirt. Uh, around it and yeah, I, I i see two boot prints to the left of it there yeah. one at the bottom right yeah at, yeah i want to look further up so yes yeah. so, yeah. the thing i liked about this track thomas but you know uh the the size okay is, is doable for human comparison with somebody wearing a big wide waiter type boot or overshoe type boot but up at the front uh at the front of the track there's a, a pull up there and it's been, it's kicked forward yeah. um, some earth and, uh, and, and the two Barsha boot prints, you can almost see mm -hmm. at least a slight indication of the pattern of the bottom of the footwear. Right. But yeah. in this, there doesn't seem to be any pattern, like right. no bottom of the tread. Yeah. Pattern. No. Now there's a, there's a better overhead shot. Okay. So, um, you know, so it's almost, you know, if you were to measure that out, I mean, it, it basically stepped right over the mud. It just stepped once into this thing and stepped onto the hard gravel, which starts right about there. Let's see. And it, it's kind of. Is that called, let's see, is that, that's push? No, wait a minute. Kick or push? <laughs> uh, at the front is a kick, I think, and in the back would be push uh, on the track. Well, so, something is kicked up the front of the track when it lifted right. its foot or whatever was there. Yeah. And the brain is not working at the moment. <laughs> so but, I, uh, you, can, you know, uh, and, and, and this made sense to me. Like, like as the, the mid-tarsal brain comes in around here, uh, as it pushes off, it may send some debris this way, this way. It looked to me, it's like it stepped in. And it kicked off, pushed the dirt forward when it came in, and then as it stepped out, it pushed this out backward. It could and, be like mid-tarsal break is usually most indicated when the it appeared that whatever made the track was actually moving at a pretty good clip when it yeah. made the track. When it's standing still, like it was right. the Patterson cast the first two, it's rather flat-footed. Yeah. yeah. So just so that that's what we got going on up in uh mm -hmm. 
Lincoln Mountain, and uh, I'm really excited to get back there. Mm -hmm. um, oh, this is going to go. Do, 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 do. <sighs> what did you use to caster with? Plaster Parish, or are you more advanced? Uh, well, I had plaster on me. Um, mm -hmm. So, unfortunately. Don't, don't feel bad, Steve. I still yeah. use the plaster players method, too. <laughs> yeah. And, unfortunately, I let it cure for an hour, and it still didn't cure right. So, mm -hmm. the the back end of it didn't do so well. Oh, okay. Always it was just, give it, it was, an hour, an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah. It was just so wet there. And that was that mm -hmm. was the other issue we had. And, you know, they, it was, you know, I put, uh, I put, like, this canvas top on top of it, trying to keep it out of the rain while it was curing. And uh, it was just... But, um, you know, it is what it is. And I, I was more, I, I felt more comfortable about the evidence that we had gotten when we had done the, the live. Um, uh, another um, question I had, how far was this in the rock point instance from where you said the fellow's name was Pat? No, uh, his name, uh, oh, for, uh, the uh, witness? Yes. Uh, give or take, it's about three to five miles. Okay. From where where he had his That's still pretty close, yeah. Right, and there is a tributary stream that runs from Route Nine up to this mountain. So that's that. That's another reason why it kind of made a lot of sense if it was traveling this creek bed, where the this little this this stream is, it would lead it up into this area, or it came mm -hmm. down from this area when when uh, Pat had seen it. Mm -hmm. So that that was kind of the, the reasoning behind being there. Like, okay, where? Obviously, it wasn't going to be on the the west side of, or rather, the east side of Route Nine. If it's if it's hanging out anywhere, it's going to be on the west side. And there, and knowing that there was a sighting, you know, in that park at one time, uh, some years ago, it was like, okay, it's probably. Um, no, uh, actually, while I was working on the track, uh, it was daylight. There was, uh, you know, when we had found it, we were up there by ourselves. Me and Sherry found it. Actually, Sherry found the track. She's the one who said, hey, look at this. And um, I was like, oh, my goodness. Um, so we had said, okay, I, I got to go home. And because I had empty, I didn't have anything in my trunk. It was a brand new vehicle. So I said, okay, let me go home, get the plaster out of the garage. And so, you know, got, got the supplies, ran back up there. It started to rain. And then we get up there, and this guy just, as you can see, just narrowly missed the track driving in. And that would have been horrible had he driven over it. And uh, it was a couple of hunters, and um, they were, they were, they were getting ready for coyote hunting. Well, you guys, were you getting a lot of rain that night? Uh, I mean, was yeah, it, it was there too before. Yeah, it was very rainy, and that track looks pretty washed out, dude. I mm -hmm. mean, <laughs> yeah. it's. It's been it's been uh, exposed to some elements. Yeah. It had been raining, I think, the night before, mm. and um, <clears throat> and the day before, yeah. and uh, we went up because hey, it's not raining right now. And then all of a sudden, you know, we start to go back, and it starts to rain very lightly. Yeah, and it was like very drizzly on and off during the day that day. So, um, yeah, I I just don't know how to explain it, but it's uh, it's real. It was really cool. And uh, to go up there and then get an unsolicited tree knock. And it wasn't, the temperature, I think, was probably around 48, 50 degrees that night. Yeah. So it, it, it's not going to be any, you know, like, I know factually, because I, you know, I live in the woods that 
you know, when I've gone out to my, you know, to my vehicle, whatever, and I've heard trees, you know, pop because of cold weather. Yeah. And, uh, but it, it was nowhere near any temperature to make a tree pop. Uh, not at, not at, you know, 48, 50 degrees in the, at night. Um, usually yeah. that happens when it starts to creak down to like 20, 10 degrees, 20 degrees, stuff like that. And, you know, I've walked down to my, my vehicle and it sounds like a tree not coming, you know, right now, you know, within 30 feet of me. And it's just a tree going, you know, expanding and contracting. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> So you got to be cognizant of that, and especially yeah. if you're out in the woods in wintertime. Yeah. If it's below um, freezing, guys, don't go out and went into the woods listening for wood knocks. Yeah. You'll hear some. But you won't you'll hear wood something. Knocks. <laughs> yeah, you'll hear something. So, How long does coyote season last for? Uh, I, I really don't know. I'm not a hunter. Okay. Um, but when coyote season ends, then they start uh, – I think bow season for Turkey. And then after Turkey uh, comes after that period of time, then there's deer season. And uh, no, Steve, I mean, uh, are they considered a pest in New York or do you know? Because I think in Kentucky now that's been a long time since I went out shooting coyotes, but I think in Kentucky they were considered a pest. So it was pretty much, you know, anytime you see one, you know, pop it. Uh, well, there, there is, a, there is a definitive, coyote season okay um and but if they're a nuisance they you can kill one under a nuisance it's not like you go to a state park and pop one off out of season but if they're in (laughs) but if they're in your yard and they're they're creating a nuisance you know yes yes over at mammoth cave we can't even kill a rattlesnake or a copperhead if you see one you're not supposed to anyway right don't do it don't do it You know, that's one of the hardest things in my life is to walk away and leave a poisonous snake alive. <laughs> <laughs> Chris hates snakes. Well, I, no, not, 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 not all snakes. Now, poisonous snakes, the ones that can bite you and make your leg rot off. Yes, I really do dislike those. But, so I, uh, so I'm, I'm under the impression, Tom, and I, I think that area definitely warrants further investigation. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's a, there's a long history of that, and uh, incidents happen, and you experience them yourselves. Uh, yeah, keep keep going there and keep searching. Yep. Amen. So what's new with, with the great Mr. Steenberg? What's been going on? Oh, hell, we're just recovering from those horrible slides. Yeah, Florida, yeah. Oh, uh, last month, we're, we're basically opening up. Coquihalla Highway apparently is going to be reopened to uh, – uh, Official traffic at the end of December. I don't know when it'll be open in general, but there's still a big gap out, and there's and the Trans Canada Highway is also missing a big gap somewhere mm-hmm. north of Anderson Bridge. Um, what well, we were totally cut off there for a while. Lake Sumez, I believe, is is gone again. They managed to get rid of all the water there, and that's what they'll say until the next time it happens. <laughs> Wow. I mean, that whole area used to be a big lake back in the 1920s that they drained. So anytime something like this happens and the pumping station doesn't work properly, the lake tends to come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's when you live in mountain country, that's what that's what you got to deal with. Mountain slides, uh, landslides, things right. like that. And it, it can be hell here. And, of course, this latest COVID out at the border. The border's getting all all the things we just got taken off of just been put back on. 
If I want to go south of the board to look at something, I got to take an extra 300 bucks with me to get a COVID test before I can come oh, back. Wow. Wow. And, of course, and of course, they know people won't do that. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so they can say they haven't officially closed the border, but they're making it so many yeah. hoops and uh, expensive hoops to jump through that they know you won't do it. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just been a mess here. You know, just been a mess here. Sasquatch wise, it's been very quiet this winter so far. Mostly, I'm hearing about things people saw five years ago, four years ago, things like that. Yeah. And again, Chris, we're mm. under an ad suitability review for this uh, episode. Well, I wonder why that is. Uh, because for whatever reason, you mentioned the word Bigfoot in an episode, probably. Uh, I, okay. I, I, just, I just don't don't get it. Um, <laughs> maybe it's a beef jerky thing. Uh, I don't <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's a Christmas tree thing. I, I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, that's okay. Now, around the time you were looking at these tracks in September, I was looking into a, a gentleman claimed he thought a Sasquatch was swimming in the lake around where his boat is docked in, in a marina near Harrison Hot Springs and Harrison Lake. And I spent a number of nights out there. Well, I snuck away, actually, and spent a couple of nights out there listening because he was reporting rocks coming and flying but I could say when I was there nothing happened but yeah actually Joe from Western New York Bigfoot he's looking at he's chomping at the bit to get out to where that area is and I know Mike is probably again too Uh, should be a a lot of uh, a lot of uh, fun there it is Uh, Coyote Honey New York October to March okay Wow. Well, I don't know. They, they were coyote hunting in September. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Somebody was popping off guns on September 26th. <laughs> tell me, were those gunshots during the day or night? Those were at night. Is that allowed? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I, like I said, I'm not I'm not a hunter, so I've never don't really... Know. In New York, in Kentucky, yeah. Get your, get your red light. In, in, in New York, <laughs> yeah, as long as you're not shooting from a vehicle. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. That used to be fun. I mean, back in the days before I married a Buddhist, you know, I enjoyed going coyote hunting. It was fun. But, uh, you know, after being married to somebody that doesn't believe in stepping on a worm or a bug, uh, you know, yeah, she kind of frowns on that sort of thing. I wonder if the angry Santa is the reason why. <laughs> it could be. I don't know. And, and like Don, and like Don said, uh, you had a commercial when the show started. Yeah, we were we were monetized when the show started, and always in the middle of the show when our subs when our counts get high, they oh we're gonna limit it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. That's okay. That's okay. That's all right. Cheapskates. Yeah. And o- OT is standing up for uh, snakes. Okay. Uh, what was it? Okay. Chris, oh, there are, those are venomous only. One, only one poisonous snake in the world to kill tiger back snake. Well, okay. Yeah. O- OT, yeah. That's just semantics. <laughs> <laughs> venomous snakes. I don't like them. I don't blame you. They, have, they can ruin your day. Yep. That's I'm true. just lucky in British Columbia we don't have any. Oh man, I am so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not true. In the West Coast, we don't have any. 
Ooh. In central British Columbia, we got rattlesnakes, but yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Patty yeah. Troy says, me, maybe YouTube is scared you'll say Santa is a hoax. <laughs> Santa is a hoax. What, what, what do you mean? I found that out when I was nine years old. I, I'm pretty sure Santa's real. No, nope, he's a hoax. And I explained it on Nikki's show tonight. All I, want, all, all I wanted, actually, I was eight years old. As I was there. All I wanted was a new Montreal Canadiens hockey jersey to replace <laughs> the one I was outgrowing. Oh. And there was that package. I knew the new jersey was in there. Christmas morning, instead of the Montreal Canadian jersey I hoped for, I got the blue and white jersey of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I know Santa wouldn't do that. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh! I but know my what it father is. would. <laughs> I know what it is, Thomas. I know what it is, and I, I hate to tell you this because I, I don't want you to to reflect back at your childhood and second second guess. <laughs> but Santa Claus comes and visits good children. And not all children are good, but parents. Yeah, love I, I, I was kind of a little. Bad parents before. love their children. <laughs> parents love their children, and they don't want their children to be left feel left out, even if they were bad. So, but my know, father, put, my father loved me, but he was a big Toronto Maple Leaf fan. I know he did that to me on purpose. <laughs> maybe he, maybe he did get you the right jersey, but Krampus came. Krampus came and switched him. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta be evil uh, to replace a Montreal Canadian sweater with a Toronto yeah. Maple Leaf. But I gotta tell you. And one thing you never say in a chat room, in a Canadian chat room, is that you do not like hockey. <gasps> I I like hockey, so don't worry. But don't ever oh, say that's that. A, that's a, that's almost anti-religion. That is. That's like saying. <laughs> man, that's like saying I tried the poutine and hated it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't the like if you live in Canada? Isn't like one of the mandatory gifts you get for Christmas is like a hockey stick or something? Because you guys like live and breathe and are so good at hockey. Well, that's the that's the national sport and yeah. uh, well, the national religion, really. Mm. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's 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 more popular here than everything else put together. Yeah. Um, in, the, in the U.S., um, you guys love everything, um, but. Hockey is like football and baseball combined up here. Yeah. Very violent. Violent. Violent sport. Oh, it's, I, I, it's hockey. Here comes the wise yeah. guys. Hockey. What's that? <laughs> hooky. Yeah, I played hooky a lot when I was. What is hockey, eh? <laughs> oh, you guys. <sighs> Evil people. Evil. But uh, yeah, I, I've watched some hockey games before, and I, I've seen seen those guys get slammed into the wall. And I'm like, oh my god, or, or Molson, <laughs> or Molson. And my team is really crappy this year, the worst they've ever seen. So, <laughs> oh well. That's but yeah, yeah, to get back to the, that area that you want to concentrate on, yeah, I'd say go for it. Keep going. There's got to be something going on around there, just from the long history and stuff. And if you're getting the activity around you when you go out, keep those cameras handy, man. And we we have a fellow Canadian in in, in the uh, in the room saying those are fighting words. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys, hosers! <laughs> now that was strange, boo. 
Hockey's like, that's like figure skating mixed with MMA, isn't it? <laughs> you know, that's actually, that would be a good definition. It really would. What? Yeah. What do you get when you cross MMA with figure skating? Hockey. Hockey, Hockey yeah. is figure skating with attitude. That's right. <laughs> did you, uh, you know, while we're at it, uh, did you see that documentary about, uh, I forget the name of it. But I watched it. It was it was about the enfor- you know these guys that were like enforcers um, on this uh, semi pro team, and they were I mean they were huge. I mean, semi pro semi pro hockey is huge in um, Canada as well. And uh, well, there was- you remember the movie Slapshot? Yep. You remember the big goon everyone was afraid of that came in the last game? The guy Absolutely. named Ogie Overthorpe. Yep. You know he was real. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was actually going to play himself in that movie, but he punched out Paul Newman's brother, and he got fired. So they had to have an actor come and play him. Yeah. But there, you know, there is a a, a job on a hockey team as the enforcer, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't know that. So if somebody does something out of line by the other team, it's the enforcer's job to go up there and, you know, make them pay. Yeah, make them pay, yeah. and um. Like Dave Saminkle used to be Wayne Gretzky's bodyguard. So yeah, yep. and and oh, this is great. Bigfoot, uh, New, Bigfoot, New York. Todd says Canadians are so nice, but not a nice. That's right. <laughs> There's two places you'll never find a polite Canadian: the hockey rink and the battlefield. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, what do you say, Chris? We start giving away some books. That sounds good. All right, so I think what we're going to do is we are going to roll the dice, and and this is how we're going to play this game. Of course, I'm going to say this, Mr. Steenberg, throw me your Addy um, on a PM, and you're getting a, a complimentary book tonight for coming on, and I appreciate you coming on. Oh, uh, well, no problem. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and uh, we're... Now I got to do once we're done. I got to order the books, so it's probably going to be about six weeks before you get your books. Yeah, but, it won't be before Christmas, guys. So yeah, it won't be. <laughs> Even because, longer with that with the COVID going on. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know the funny thing is, is that you know well, Amazon has been using COVID as an excuse to nullify their two-day shipping. Mm-hmm. Even when this new before this new variant even came out, when everybody was back to work. So I don't know. Yeah. Um. Um. All right, so what we're going to do is we got five dice here, and it's going to be Chris's job, and we're going to go up from the bottom. So when okay. I roll the, roll the dice, count up from the bottom. Okay. Um, okay, everybody right. hold your comments. <laughs> well, yes, we got another troll in the thing. Very good. Boom. They are done. All righty. So... Here we go. So, the first roll of the dice. Okay, Chris, you got a large count here. Okay. So, we got 21. Okay. So we got two fives, a six, and a four, and a one. So, that's 21. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh, God, I can't count that high. <laughs> Nobody type, please. I'm starting at Harry Man Hoaxes and Hoodwinks, where she said, pick me, pick me. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 
15. Oh, crap. It just jumped again. <laughs> Guys, try not to uh, try not to hit the chat for just a second. Let me count this out. One, two. I think I got the same one. Okay, I'm I'm looking at. Uh, is that right? Yeah, that is correct. So there you go, and I don't have to mail that one out. <laughs> Both socks. 3113. So, and, and the beauty is, I don't have to mail that one out. I know who he is. You know who that is? I know who that is. This is not an inside job, is it now? <laughs> Wait a minute. I just rolled the dice. Yeah. I favoritism. Uh, <laughs> That's so, okay. We still got four more books to give away. Well, Fox 3113. Now, what do they need to do, Steve? They need to uh, contact you at Squatch Detective. Uh, uh, yep. Uh, it's, and, it's tickering and, on the. It's tickering on the bottom. Okay, Chris, you want to you want to pull that comment off? Okay. So and uh, OT says it's okay if you take off your shoes. Lord knows I do, I I, I do anything for over ten, much less twenty one. <laughs> Let me write this down before it gets away from me. Uh, so Chris is keeping the official tally. That's right. Oh, wow. <laughs> Patrick Collins is surprised they still teach counting in Kentucky. They don't, Patrick. I lived in New Mexico for a while, and I learned there. <laughs> well, yeah. well, what we're going to do is on the next roll, we're going to cut. The, we're going to we're going to freeze the chat at whoever it says and, and freeze it by meaning we're going to count up from. Excuse me, like um, if, if uh, say, Robert Walker makes the last post, we'll put it up so we know where to count up from. Okay. We'll do it that way. Yeah. And this is a lot easier than trying to put everybody's name in a hat and then. Well, I know that it's hard for people not to comment, you know, and wait for me to count. But when I'm rolling, scrolling them up and somebody makes a new comment when I'm counting, it, it popped up, made the chat jerk. <laughs> So I have to start all over, guys. You're killing me. <laughs> and, and mind you guys, but, but I love you. This is for the book, the Sasquatch Playbook. Yeah. So this is my latest one. Uh, so. <clears throat> what we do? Uh, you gonna do another one now, or are you gonna wait? To... Well, I want to ask Tom. Tom, when's your next book coming out? Oh hell, I have no idea. Mike. I have no plans for another one in the near future. Okay. <laughs> I think I've said all I can. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, sometimes <clears throat> you do. And um, yeah, I mean, my last book, uh, that's why it took me so long between the one book and the other book. It took me a while to, mm -hmm. to kind of come up with some more ideas because yeah. otherwise you get kind of repetitive and stuff. Mm -hmm. Even even then, 
some of the stuff I had covered in my previous book, but it was a little more fine tuned and a little more information. And if you're in the chat and you hadn't commented in a while, just say hello. <laughs> just type something. Yeah, look at Lester A B C now. <laughs> oh, now come on, Lester. <laughs> you can't see the chat, Lester. Come on, let's be fair. <laughs> All right, do we want to, folks? Do we want to do another book? We want to roll out because the the. Uh, <laughs> Chris said hello. Uh, Em and Chris said hello for the eighth time today. Yeah. yeah. Uh Oh, apparently Don didn't see my comment. Where did Don? No, probably not. Because yeah, Steve's got a handful of dice, and usually there's money involved when he starts rolling dice. That's because I'm from. (laughs) So and and just remember that I'm playing with five dice. So, uh, yeah, yeah, five, five dice. So, oh, Chris, Em and Chris said, wait about 15 more comments. That's probably true, (laughs) Uh, but they're coming at at a furious pace. Yeah, if anybody hasn't typed in a while, just you know, type something, just hey, hi, whatever. Now, the money comes last, the money comes, yeah, yeah. We will be giving away a hundred dollars, and I think. Uh, you really need to have a PayPal account, you know, so this will be instantaneously. You'll receive it tonight. No waiting for that. So, uh, mm-hmm. cash money for Christmas spending, cash or Christmas money, chair? cash money, um, buy yourself a present. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Pat, Patrick Collins said Yahtzee. Yahtzee. <laughs> and you know, it's, it's really cool that, you know, we're a little off topic tonight. Yeah, a little, yeah. It, it, this is the way we, we want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. And, yeah, you know, it, uh, I don't know, Tom and, and, and Chris, 2021 has been a tough, tough year. Surprisingly, we thought 2020 was a was a flub. 2021 wasn't much better. No, both years suck. Yeah. You um, know, everybody was complaining and there was even a movie or a movie, a little documentary made about 2020 and how bad it was, how terrible it was. But you know what? 2021 seems like it has been worse than 2020. I don't think it, to me, it's not been better at all. Nope. And, you know, now, you know, you've got uh, in 2020, we had COVID. Now we've got, you know, super COVID or whatever. We got Omnicron. (laughs) We have, you know, whatever. Man, first, first it was the, see, first we have the Delta variant. You know, sounds kind of easy. Then you get Omnicron, which sounds like ominous. So that's like, you know, three three ways COVID can kill you. So, you know, when when you die from COVID now, you know, you got three choices. <laughs> well, oh, was hey. it the Delta? Was it the Omicron? Or was it the original hey. strain? Thank you to Johnny Diggs. Oh. He just threw in a $5 super chat. Thank you. Thanks, Johnny. That's very nice of you. Appreciate it. Merry um, Christmas. Merry Christmas. Um... So here we go, Omnicron. <laughs> I got a mute now. <laughs> See, I got Christmas by throwing a um, new mic picks up everything. I'm sure you guys are hearing the dogs bark in the background too. Sorry, no, not really, not at all. Okay, okay. Oh, so here we go. We got to get some grease for that chair, though. Is it squeaky? <laughs> Can you hear it? You hear the squeak, really? Oh man, I'm sorry. Well, if it probably wouldn't strain it on its limit from for carrying weight, I'd probably be all right. But 
porch here. <laughs> oh, all right, here we go. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Okay, this one now, of course, I got to add. We got two threes, two twos, and a five. So that's six, ten, fifteen. Now, fifteen up from hello from B. Lynn. So that was the last one. So it's going to be fifteen up from that one. Okay. Now we're, we're going to doing... start with bees or go one like with grasshoppers. One grasshopper. with grasshopper. Yep. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Fifteen is B Lynn. Hey, B Lynn. <laughs> B, did you plan that? I mean, guys, I promise you, uh, that was not planned. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh. Uh. Start counting with B's comment and then get B's comment up there. <laughs> <clears throat> well, B, you, you can... Uh, congratulations, you can, B. Congratulations, B. You can throw me a Facebook message because I know yeah. she's not... I know her real identity, by the way, but I won't ever see her. But, uh, <laughs> she, she PM'd me on Facebook. She goes, by, by the way, I, I'm B. Lynn on YouTube. Or B, oh! you, can, you can contact Steve at his email address which is scrolling on the screen <laughs> oh you guys uh oh look. i'll tell you what we're going to have to do too steve we're going to nikki put some porcupines up yeah we're going to have to do one uh, let's wait a little while for for we yeah. roll the dice again wait wait a little while and we'll do uh, one from the top uh we'll start with the very first comment and then go down Okay, we'll do it that way because there might be some people that haven't uh, have that are sitting back in a chair listening to it on TV or something other hadn't been to their computer in a few minutes. So, and I know how that is, guys. I know. Believe me. So, uh, so, 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 Thomas, even after all that that activity we had, um, I'm going to share a video file with everybody just for fun while we're waiting for the next drawing. Um, just want to make sure I get the right file. Um, actually, you know what? I can, I can, uh, there it is. Um, give me one second, guys. Um, so, Thomas, I, you probably didn't see this little clip from our show. This was after the tree knock and the wood knock. And uh, Mike and I returned to the base camp to take over um, at the podium. And this happens. Get that in there. Loading long. To get some, I'll get the other inflatable that we have out. Um, any other questions there from the audience? <laughs> so <laughs> it's a good thing it's beach ball. Um, <laughs> obviously, a Sasquatch did that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a rock. <laughs> oh, Mike, we love you. <laughs> and of course, 
Hmm, Steve knows the real identity of the first two winners. Anyone get that license plate? Anyone get a look at the driver? <laughs> of course, another naked gun reference. <laughs> yeah. Anyone see the driver? Anyone get the license plate? <laughs> but um, I love Mike, and I, I don't know where Mike is tonight. Yeah, come on, Mike. Of all nights, not to be in the chat. Come on, dude. Well, Mike, Mike, Mike's like, don't worry about it. I have all the books. I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pat, oh, Pat, Pat, and Chat goes. It takes a real man to admit they have inflatables. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and that's the thing. You know, you got to have fun when you go out. Of course. If you're not doing that, you're missing <laughs> the whole point of. Because there's, like I said, a bad day of squatching where you get nothing. It's a good day of camping or a good day of being outdoors. And, um, Absolutely. If you love the outdoors and love a mystery, the two just go hand in hand. Nope. Oh, that's that's very well said, Thomas. Mm -hmm. That is very well said because most people think they go out into the woods, they're going to see Bigfoot. No, <laughs> it don't work that way, hon. Well, you got to be in the woods, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Don Don asked if he can bring his rock throwing apparatus if I come out for a night vision. I'm almost worried to say what that is. It may be like a tennis ball thrower, except he puts rocks in them and it shoots rocks. I, I don't know. That would be interesting. I wouldn't want to get into a rock throwing contest with a, a Bigfoot. Uh, well, so far, they seem to be very bad shots. <laughs> or very good shots. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. I mean... Uh, yeah, that could be entirely me. We always say, well, you know, a Sasquatch is such a great shot that they, you know, they'll, they'll miss us just by this much or, you know, by a few feet. Maybe they're just bad shots. Maybe they're trying well, to hit us. <laughs> I've only heard one rock hit around me back in, in 2010. And it was nowhere. It wasn't near me. Okay. It was, you could tell this was like a hundred yards away. And it sounded, when it hit the tree, man, you could tell that had some power behind it. So uh, I would not want, um, I would not want something like that to hit me in the head. <laughs> that would suck. Me, I've, I've been in the receiving end of one very interesting rock throwing incident. And a number of times I have caught hoaxers because... That's one of the basic things they do is throw rocks. rocks. Uh, yeah, and, and catch you not looking and then pitch yeah. something. Yeah. And, and literally that night uh, that we had the rock throwing incident, um, it was just me and Mike and the the two ladies up at the uh, the top, um, Michelle and, and Sherry. So they were yeah. nowhere near us. I mean, um, no, everybody and, uh, had eyes on them. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the, the next time we went up, we had. A little we had some eye shine activity which we couldn't really explain mm -hmm. um uh but really didn't catch much on any of the uh on any of the equipment that night we could see it we uh, actually the 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 field team the the remote team had the equipment and they were down the hill and meanwhile up at up at the base camp where me and tim were at we kept you know we kept hearing something so we started shining we actually got up from the base camp and let the 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 remote team kind of narrate the show for a little bit, and we went out and we were seeing eye shine off in the distance, and, and it could have been anything. It could have been a deer. It could have been whatnot. But whatever it was, it was checking us out, and it it, it took off. 
um, pretty fast. Um, and, and I know Tim was a little shook by it. And Tim's the hunter. Uh, Tim's a lifelong hunter. He's 74 years old and, and um, hunted all his life. Never saw a Bigfoot, but doesn't discount the possibility. And he was like, I can't explain. I've never, never saw that in his lifetime hunting like that. So that was, that was pretty interesting. Um, but well, I, I, I don't want to start a feud, but uh, because both of you guys have been on monster quest, <laughs> but now somebody in the chat earlier, and I don't remember who you guys can correct me, uh, but somebody in the chat had, had shouted out that they enjoyed uh, Thomas. <laughs> they enjoyed Thomas Steenberg's uh monster quest episode they thought it was the best one uh thomas you want to talk a little bit about that uh, no no offense no offense taken okay none (laughs) taken none taken i was on two of them but i think the one the one he's referring to is the one uh on uh vancouver island right i think they called it ape island or something like Mm -hmm. that yeah that one was really good yeah that was 2009 um we were uh, going to an island off the off the, the main Vancouver Island called Wells Gray Island, which there are no people on, and it's all covered in old growth forest that has never been touched. And what a place that that was to look look and do research. I mean, we we lay, we we took a whole bunch of uh, clams with us, and we laid out clam traps. And but there's a definitely healthy bear population on this island and even though we didn't see one we saw their tracks and their scat all over the place so we really had to be careful and um and we thought we heard a a thumping noise once when we were doing a uh, a night scan from the boat uh a thumping noise i wouldn't even call it a tree knock it was it was a thumping noise of some kind um it's more like a like good doing like that on your chest uh, but we didn't see anything and and, that, and that's the problem so we don't see it we don't claim anything and the camera traps we set up picked up nothing uh, you may recall at the end of the program it almost gives you the impression we had something because we caught it on one of those cameras right. it shows me and Rick Knoll looking at it and said there's something there there's something there well it, it didn't show you in the program but later on we figured it out it was me going to ah. check on the camera Oh, that's what the camera picked up. That's what the camera picked up. Oh. But they kind, of, but they, they kind of didn't know that by the time the show aired. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they were. It was kind of funny. They said, "Thomas, go check the cameras." You coming? Nope. Nope. <laughs> so I went and checked the cameras. <laughs> I went and, checked, and when I came back, they said, "Okay, now we'll go with you." <laughs> so, so I. So when you actually see me on the film, actually checking the camera traps, <laughs> that was the second time. <laughs> they wouldn't come with me the first time. I guess the idea was if I make it back, they know it's okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. But that, that's why, and we figured that that, that that image that was picked up was me in the darkness approaching it the first time. And that's, uh-huh. uh, that's, what, the, that's what the camera picked up. And because I didn't have my lights on or anything like that, that's what it picked up. <laughs> and that's it. But that was a fascinating area to go to. And all up and down along that road that goes along the Kennedy River, where that fellow said he saw it out in the log, uh, uh, when he assumed it was fishing, trying to catch fish because the salmon run there is quite extensive. 
Hmm. And uh, that was an interesting area. Never found anything. Of course, we're, we're there months after his sighting actually took place. So didn't really expect to find anything. But it was an interesting area to go to look for tracks right. and stuff. Of course, the only alleged footprint, possible footprint we found was at the beginning of that trail. And it was very, very faint. Barely make it out. And they filmed us looking at that. But that was a very interesting trip. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was called, uh, it's, uh, I think it's called Mysterious Ape Island, as I recall. That was in early December of 2009. Yeah. And uh, on Vancouver Island. And I, t I tell you, that area around Dufino, it, it, there's a history of reports all up and down the Kennedy River there. It's beautiful old growth forest. If the Sasquatch does exist, there's no doubt in my mind they're in the woods of Vancouver Island. Yeah. Well, that was, uh, yeah, that's one of my favorite episodes too. Mm -hmm. I, I tell you what, the Monster Quest show, the well, the Bigfoot episodes of the Monster mm -hmm. Quest show was some of my favorite stuff. And I've watched them all so many times that it's after a while, it just kind of, it blends together. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I loved them all. <laughs> well, we did pick up one point of an interesting heat signature on a tree. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, if, if the, the, this, this thermal device is so sensitive that if you lean against a tree, your thermal image is still on the tree a good right. nine, nine, ten minutes after you go. Yeah. yeah. And there was this mark left on this tree that was way over my head. I mean, it was much taller than I was. Again, for some reason, I'm the one that had to go forward towards it. But they back oh, and film, and, and you can see the mark on the tree right above, way above my head. I think it was about ten feet up. But what it was, like something, uh, Rick thought something popped out in the trail behind us, and that's where that mark was. Yeah. Um, but we never really got a good look at it, so I have no idea. Well, you said yeah. something a few minutes ago. Oh, I'm sorry, Steve. Man, you go ahead. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, I wanted to, uh, somebody asked uh, a question, uh, where'd it go? Um, please put questions in caps, uh, just so we can spot them easily. Uh, there it is. Robert Walker asked, did that uh, episode have the tree upside down in it? No. No. Okay. No, no, not that episode. By the way, I think those upside down inverted trees were done by people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if, if they're the ones I'm thinking of. Uh, there's two things the logging companies always do. One, they like to play jokes on each other. And two, they like to make, they use them as markers. There probably was uh, the one by the roadside, the logging road, probably once had a sign saying this cut this way, this cut that way. Right. When the work is done, they take away the signs but leave the tree. And, and three, there's an area where there's a lot of them because they found out eagles were using those upturned trees to make nests in, so they're kind of helping out the eagle situation. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, that's a great, great idea. That would be good, yeah. Um, another question was, have you been to Snowgrove Lake? Yeah, no. 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 I was in that episode, but I was not in the expedition that actually went to the lake. That's okay. northern Ontario. And by the way, there is a First Nation community on that lake. They, they tried to make it sound there was nobody around for miles. There is a small community just off the river that leads into Snow Grove Lake. Oh. And uh, I, I have to say this, and I not, don't mean to be unpolitically correct, but that's the way I am, filled with angry young men who like to destroy things owned by Whitey. Oh. Yeah, so. 
Well, that's interesting. That's, that's my explanation for what happened at that house at Snow Grove Lake. That, that gotcha. that's interesting. I mean, uh, I I could agree that the the area is remote, but uh, with the First Nations people there, it's definitely not unpopulated. No, hmm. it's rare. Yeah. Most of most of the cabins around that lake are summertime cabins right. only. Uh, or skidoers or snow machine uh, and people go up there in the off season in the winter time because the winters in Ontario are brutally cold but it's great if you're a, a winter outdoor enthusiast skidoos right. cross skiing mm-hmm. that kind of thing so that's, yeah, but uh, most, of, most of the activity on that lake by the non First Nation community is usually the summertime mostly that's fishing and hunting inf- yeah. that's good information to know and that, that kind of changes my outlook on that whole episode now mm-hmm. <laughs> after learning this thank you <laughs> But uh, oh, before I forget, it's don't let it go. Uh, you said something earlier, Tom, that intrigued me. It was about uh, the clams. You guys took clams with you. Yes. And I have a question about that because uh, I have seen, and a lot of others have seen uh, in this area, in on the in the middle of the rivers, there are small islands that are, are dry. Okay, they usually stay dry unless the river gets up. And uh, sometimes you'll see piles uh, with stacks of clam shells there. And, uh, you know, I always wondered if that was uh, could be Bigfoot or Sasquatch related. Do it you could think be. That- it also could be bears, raccoons, and everything else that eats clams. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's why we use clams, because there's been a lot of reports of Sasquatch spotted on the beaches digging for clams. Right. Right. And do you that, think? Uh, do you think? And of course, I'm asking for a theory here. So, <laughs> do you think they would uh, tend to pile those up in piles if they were eating them, or just pitch them where they would go? Either or. or it all depends on what the, how how many clams are there and yeah, what they're doing with them. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like I can tell you now, the two clam traps we set out were not touched by anything. Okay. Yeah. That's because you didn't leave any cocktail sauce. <laughs> well, you know, what got me about the, the, the little piles of clamshells on the islands in Kentucky is there's no evidence of tool marks to open them, but there's also, you know, and they're split, okay? They're, they're pulled apart. But, uh, you know, if people are doing it and they're boiling them, you know, okay, they're going to, or cooking them in the fire, they're going to open it up anyway. And it would be very easy for them to, once they've opened up, to scoop the clam out and just break the shell. In, in yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. The... Sorry, I just heard something outside. <laughs> oh, jeez. But, uh, no, I, I think uh, there have been so many reports of them eating clams and mm-hmm. uh, people have reported them. Uh, Thomas Seward uh, once described... Uh, Sasquatch piling clams that he didn't see himself, but uh, a fellow he knew saw this. Right. And on that show, we actually had a crew of a fishing boat tell us about how they were eating clams themselves. She described them as cockles. That's a local term here. Mm-hmm. And they shone their spotlight on this ape-like thing that seemed to be digging for, for cockles on the beach. And uh, that's why we decided to use clams for the bait. And uh, but I could say, and we even had a uh, a spray to put on it that if the clam was touched, it might leave a fingerprint or something on it. But as far as we could tell, none of our clam baits were touched when while we were there. 
Of course, it's December. A lot of the bears are gone down by that time and things like that. More rain than anything else. No snow because it's the West Coast. Right. And, and, uh, and but, but for some reason, even raccoon, nothing touched those clams. Nothing. And there was bear scat all over the place. And uh, they were not touched. And well, someone wrote, wrote uh, on your on your comments, uh, so does that mean the Snowgrove Lake rock throwing was uh, hoaxing by local natives? I'd be more interested in what the people behind the cameras were doing at that moment. Yeah. 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 Don't know. Don't know Don't for know. sure. No. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way to classify it as a hoax, yeah. but uh, it I does mean, bring uh, it. I mean, uh, even even the silly shows like Finding Bigfoot, the one thing I've always admired about the crew after the first year, half the people behind the cameras were let go because they were doing things they shouldn't be doing to try to make the episode more exciting. Uh-huh. Yep. Now, the time we went out to Vancouver Island, I, those three guys that came up with that, they were great. No hoaxing on their part. Matter of fact, the guy who held the camera, I felt sorry from that camera weighed a ton. He had to carry this battery pack, and he's following us all over the place that thing there was no hoaxing on their part but that snow grove lake my first impression question would be what was the camera or the people that was not necessarily the expedition members but what were the camera people doing behind right. the scenes yeah well the thing i liked about that episode was that uh it, how it was billed as being so remote yeah and uh no other it is remote it is yeah. it's a very remote place <laughs> with, with but it's no... not not Totally not, deserted. No, not unpopulated. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> so Cockles, clams, and oysters. Cockles, <laughs> clams, and oysters. Remember that from uh, from uh, oh, 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 Game of Thrones. Yeah, you yeah, got it. Is, uh, um, oh, and by the way, a lot of people have asked this question. Aria, the nail, the nail board in that episode. Yes, that's yeah. standard, common practice in remote areas in Canada. It's called a bear mat. Mm. You put these things in front of your doors and windows to keep the bears from clawing their way in. Yeah, when you're not around or when you're around. <laughs> I mean, people are smart enough to know that the board is there, but a bear usually doesn't impale itself. It just it feels in front of it. It feels something sharp and it won't go there, right? And right. Now, didn't they find blood on that? Yes, but they they said they were going to analyze it, but they, they did. They... And, and again, the the results are rather iffy. Some people say it was contaminated. Some people say it showed something. All depends on who you talk to. Yeah. And uh, Robert Walker asked a question. Do you think Sasquatch migrates to follow the food source available and just not locally? No, I don't. Because here, like in areas in British Columbia, we have sightings every season all year round. They don't seem to be common one type time of the year and then somewhere else. They're, where? Uh, yeah, and whereas in the, in the Whitehall area... Our sightings peter off about December. Yeah, and I think that's just because of the difference in 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 foliage, like the Adirondacks, especially around Whitehall. A lot of, you know, birch, maple, oak. So in the winter time, they drop their leaves. Yeah, and uh, sightings seem to pick up a little bit over in the Green Mountain State, over in Vermont. Yeah, and of course, you got the deciduous firs gives more cover. Right. And the pine bark and pine needles also can be a, a source of nutrients as well. And your so, winters are a lot worse than on the West Coast. Yep. You get a exactly. lot more snow than we do. Yep. Yep. We get snow higher up, but down when you get down to sea level, it's more rain than anything else. 
Constant and, rain, yeah. And when, when you look at primate behavior, mm-hmm. um, look at the, the Aboriginal Native Americans or the First Nation folks, I'm sure, that, you know, they had their summer and winter homes. Mm-hmm. And that was to follow the food, basically, and maybe a little more climate-friendly area. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. It's possible, but not in all areas. Like, if you find a, a like, I see no reason for a Sasquatch, like, in a southern area, necessarily, right. needing to migrate because uh, it's, it's a temperate temperature the whole year round. Whereas when you have those extreme temperatures, yeah, you're going to get that. So that has a lot to do with temperature, I think, mm-hmm. and weather. And oh. people people who are out in actually wilderness areas in the wintertime tend to be a lot noisier than any other time of year because they're snowshoeing, they're cross-country, or they're skidooing. They're yep. usually making a lot of noise, so anything around knows you're there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and with the leaves off the trees, that trounce, that that sound actually travels even further about because mm-hmm. there's less foliage to yeah. to. You ready to roll with ice cave? I am getting ready. You can hear it. I can hear them. Yeah. All right, here we go. Let's do this, so one, we're, this one from the top. Huh? From, this one. Let's count this one from the top. The top, from, way up from, top. Oh yeah, I'm up there right, right now. Oh, you're up there. Okay, the so top, this one is from the top, top down. Top right. down. Well, there's a lot of new people in that have popped in since. So I don't know if we. Well, let's do this one top down. We still got yeah three more book three more books to give away. We've only given away two, so we got to get rolling on the rolls. Okay, here we go, and this one is going to be 16, 18, 21 again. Okay, we got two fives, a six, a two, and a three. Okay, starting from uh, the stream yard, streams live. Uh, we're going to start with uh, B. Lynn's comment. It's going to be number one. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve, thirteen, <laughs> fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. Okay. And there's Joe. That's what I got, Steve. Double check me, babe. Uh, that'd be kind of a chore for me. Okay, hang on. I never went in. You just did, son. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Is that who came up or? Yeah, you know what, Chris? Joe's yeah, going to get a book. Joe's going to get a book anyway. Well, Joe's going to get a book anyway because he's a <laughs> member of the field team. Okay. So, so let's let's roll again. Let's roll. Let's you disqualify Joe. I want to disqualify Joe. Oh, Joe's already I, I, getting I, one. I thought you brought him up because he was the winner. <laughs> oh, you can't win twice, Joe. <laughs> you're already a winner because you're going to get a book. You're going to get a book anyway. Yeah. So, but I now. Prob- He's I promised Joe a book the next time he comes up anyway. So he's still included in the hundred dollar deal. He's still included in the hundred. Yeah, when we do that, he's yes, still we'll included. That. So let's let's from you want to do from the top again, Chris, or you want to go from the bottom? We need to do one from the top, dude, because we gotta give some from the top. We gotta do it. Okay, here we go. Somebody was in here early. So we got 10, 15. We got a one, two. Look at that. See, if I was playing Yahtzee, I got a one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> Large straight. 
I'm in Chris. I'm in Chris. You got yourself a buck, man. So <clears throat> awesome. So I am in Chris. Just hit me up at admin at squatchdetective.com and we can get that done for you. I know it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Pat goes, you sunk my battleship. Next one will be from the bottom up, guys, so comment. <laughs> oh. So at the panel, you're saying Bigfoot doesn't migrate. They've been doing it for years. We just don't know where they're... Well, yeah, we're just... There have uh, been theories about migration since this began. I remember yes. the late Rene and John talking like that, but the evidence just doesn't point to that, at least in my opinion. Right, in, in, in your area, and then... You know, you look, and again, it it's it depends on the climate of the area. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. all primates will migrate if the weather is really bad, except for those poor fools in Siberia um, or Nepal, where they just dig it out. Or, you know, we've learned to adapt, but uh, due to technology. Um, but you know, if you look at the Native Americans, uh, they had summer and winter homes, and they they move when the winters came. They move to where the buffalo go. So. Yeah. That's it's, the prairie, the prairie first nation too. The yeah. West Coast, they basically stayed the same. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it could be very similar to the way Native Americans would, would move as well. Right. Um, all right, here we go. Book number four. Uh, <laughs> well, this is no, we, we got we got uh Bo socks both socks b lynn am and chris okay I'm so sorry. this is book number four i didn't count you b i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> all these joe haters pop, popping up <laughs> <laughs> all right here we go we got three threes a two and a six so that is 814 this time. So the number's three threes. Little. 14 is the number. Three threes, two. a two. No, that's not. Three threes. Nine, two, 10, 11, six. 17. I'm sorry. Thank you. I missed yes. the three. I missed, I missed a key. Okay. From uh, where we're going to go? From, from the bottom. From the bottom. Let's go from the bottom. High five chaser. Okay. High five chaser. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Well, Donald Fuller. <laughs> Aha! I already have his address. Aha! So he gets the new book, which I promised him anyway. Congratulations and Merry Christmas, Donald. So, all right. Book number four, 1047. Okay, you guys know you can only win one time, okay? <laughs> so let's give it a few more minutes. Yeah. And uh, the $100 one, that's going to have everybody on the air. That's, that's coming, coming soon. It's that's coming. coming. Just, uh, we got 13 minutes left to show, so that's coming up. Get some comments it. in the chat, people. Come on. <laughs> this is getting suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not doing the counting. I'm just doing the dice rolling. Oh. No, come on, guys. I'm doing it right. I promise you. 
I've been I've been rooting for Nikki, but so far she hasn't come up. <laughs> yeah, where the hell's Nikki been? <laughs> He's right there. Oh, there she is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ah, so any uh, any good Christmas plans for anybody here? Just the usual Just Christmas with get, family. Not get COVID. That's the only yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. To be alive would be a good Christmas. Other than that, you know, we're good. <laughs> well, you know, man. Go ahead, Tom. Have, I'm going to have Christmas dinner with a couple of friends in Chilliwack. Jerry, his wife Pauline, the head of the Bookwash crew. And uh, other than that, there ain't much for me going on at all this season. No. Oh, that's a good one. Let me put this up. Uh, for Thomas, is there a single compelling eyewitness whose story sticks with you? That's yes, I have. I have what you call my favorites that I've looked into. One would have to be the uh, the Crandall Campground incident in Washington Lakes National Park in 1988, and another I would have to say would have to be the two incidents that occurred in. Um, in uh, late July of 2008 on um, uh, just off the highway here where two witnesses saw saw a creature four and a half hours apart, less than half a kilometer apart, and they didn't know about each other. And uh, my favorite would have to be the Ballberg Creek incident sighting and track finding of August of 1986. You know, my, my, my sighting, the sighting that always stuck in my head was the Brian Goslin sighting um, from Whitehall, um, you know, the police officer. And the, the second one was Dan Gordon. And that's because I, I've talked to both those guys, known those guys uh, at length over the years. And um, their, their stories are just so compelling. And, you know, Dan Gordon, uh, late Dan Gordon, God rest his soul, his story was so heartfelt. You know, it, it changed his life. And uh, when, when you see that kind of reaction in a guy, and a guy who's tough as Dan kind of get welled up with tears talking about it. Um, that was, that was pretty pretty uh, pretty oh, rough. Yeah. Yeah, Grasshopper just asked about his and uh, Kirk's and the crew sighting there at the gates of Sasquatch Park. That's on the list, too, there, guys. Yeah. 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 That was an intriguing one as well. And another one. Ah, the spammers are in. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I'm gonna... it's, it's, it, I, I've looked into so many and I've interviewed so many people it convinces me that at least 90% that there has to be a large yeah. primate out there I, I I only keep 10% off in case I'm wrong yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've well, heard so I've heard, I interviewed so many of them where I don't think it's a case of mistaken identity I mean, I mean when you're dealing with the witnesses, there's only three possibilities. One, they saw a Sasquatch. Two, they mistook something or someone for a Sasquatch. Or three, they're lying. And I certainly yeah. don't believe everyone I'm talking to is lying. I don't believe everyone I'm talking to is mistaken. Right. So um, it's just I just don't see how. But then again, it's not impossible. Yeah. Well, I'm going to add my favorite one in here. And it's my favorite uh encounter comes from a family member uh, that would be uncle david turner 
Oh, goodness, I remember this story. My grandfather's brother, yeah. Great story. This happened a long, long time ago. This was before Bigfoot, uh, Patterson, Gimlin stuff hit uh, in the U.S. In which it was, uh, everybody thought he was nuts uh, because he said he was attacked by a polar bear. Uh, He saw a polar bear. And uh, it changed his life. And from then on, what 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 really give gave me the the the, the belief that he wasn't just pulling somebody's leg was that uh, you know it was four miles or so back. He had to walk down the the creek of the branch there to get to the main road to uh, catch a ride to the main road to get catch a ride with his buddy. And uh, after that thing had grabbed him. And he got loose from it and he ran all the way home. He still would go walk that branch to get to the main road, the four miles. But after that, he always carried a pistol. (laughs) He would not walk to there or back without a pistol on him. And uh, that really, uh, you know, I don't know. This was in Cumberland County, Kentucky. Um, Are polar bears common in Kentucky? uh, No, no, no. There's. I, I don't even think they've got any in the zoo, but uh, I could be mistaken. I'm not certain. But uh, he didn't know. He didn't know what to call it. Uh, he didn't know, and he only thing he could think of is something uh, big and white that stood up on two legs could be a polar bear, and so everybody thought he was nuts. You know. <laughs> what year was that? Do you recall? Oh gosh, Thomas, I'd have to work it out. Uh, this was, oh gosh, probably 1930s or 40s. So even before uh, the term Bigfoot was coined. Yeah. Oh yeah, this was before before Bigfoot. Yeah, way before. What was it? 57. Uh, 57, when, 58. Yeah, way before then. And uh, it was, uh, you know, my grandfather told me this. You know, when I was younger. I mean, I'm taking, I'm talking seven, eight, nine years old, you know, and that really impressed on me, you know, and, uh, I, that's one of the reasons, you know, after, I, of course, you know, I saw the same movies everybody else did, but, uh, that, that got me interested in, in this whole mystery mm-hmm. and I'm glad it did. I'm glad it did. There weren't too many movies made about this subject before the 1950s. No, 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 no nothing. Uh, the curse of Bigfoot. Uh, well, you know. Wow, that movie it, was horrible. I think, uh, oh gosh, the brains. Uh, not, but I think in 1955, maybe in 53, uh, there was a black and white movie about the Yetis. Yeah, the, the um, Snowman of the Himalayas. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. And, that's the uh, one that got me, that's the one that got me going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But uh, this was, you know, prior, prior to all the uh, the hype about the Bonneville Snowman or Bigfoot or uh, Sasquatch. Nobody had heard of that. Nobody knew. Nobody had any idea. But in uh, Marabone, Kentucky, David Turner had some idea what was going on. <laughs> well, the term Sasquatch was coined in Western Canada in 1929. Mm-hmm. It became popular, and, and while well, it is the term in Canada, yes, Bonneville Snowman uh, became he- headlines when Shipton conquered Everest. All right, uh, I can't remember what year that was. Nineteen twenty 
1924, I can't remember what year he conquered Everest, but on the way up, he photographed those footprints. Yeah. And thus the abominable snowman was, well, the term the media gave it for the Yeti. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. That, that was because of some misinterpretation, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. I believe that. Well, Sasquatch, uh, yes. It was, uh, the term Sasquatch was, uh, it was a Stahelis word or Shehalis, however you want to call it. They used the term Saskatch. The best way to pronounce it was to take the word basket, drop the bean, that S-A-S. And J.W. Burns wrote an article that appeared in McLean's magazine, April 1st, 1929, sure. introducing B.C.'s hairy giants. And uh, he called it Sasquatch, and that name just stuck and sort of pushed all the common local names out. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and became very popular in Canada, and it still is. Yeah. And of course, this is like 20 years before Bigfoot was coined out in Northern California. Right. Well, it's 10.56. I think it's time to give away that last book. Okay, let's do it. Bottom up. Here we go. Okay, two fives, a one, two, and four. So that makes 10, 14, 15, 17 again. 17. Now, when you oh, roll... 10... Yep, 10 and 3 is 17. 17. Yeah. Uh, when you rolled, <laughs> Western New York Bigfoot was the bottom comment. Okay. okay that's fine. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to start up at counting and starting with B. Lynn is going to be number one. I know that was two, a quick roll. Three, four, five, six, seven. What number are we looking for, Steve? 15. No, uh, nine, uh, 14. 17. 17, sorry. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Squat. <laughs> there it is, Pat. <laughs> All right, Turner, send me your address. <laughs> me. Congratulations, Pat. I'm glad you came in tonight. Give you some some reading material. Um okay. Oh well. Tom, we're getting close to the end. All right. So, uh, you know, uh, you better put, you know, I feel bad because you haven't been able to really put any comments in tonight to get into this role. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. That's fine. I just, I just got the message. Go to, go to message. Help. <laughs> Robert goes to Illuminati. He got nothing on these guys. <laughs> So I grabbed out, I, I just put the headset and everything away from the thing. <laughs> Got it all out and came on. <laughs> that goes, you assume I can read. Oh no. Steve is putting his engineering skills to work here. Steve, don't be don't engineer us now. Come on, man. <laughs> Average roll of five or six dice will be 17 or 18. <laughs> Come on, man. We know you're a mechanical engineer. Hey, Mr. Awkward. Rise, stick in there. Stick yeah. in there. For yeah, hang in there, man. Hang in there for the $100 yeah. drawing. <laughs> yeah, you guys. Don't I go do. anywhere. It's coming uh, really quick here. Well, we've got about one minute left of the show, Steve. Oh, I want to recount. <laughs> Two. <laughs> okay. You want to go ahead and do it, now, Steve? Now, now Ro oh. Robert. Uh, Everybody get your comments in now. Get them in. Let's do it in 60 seconds, okay? You got 60 seconds to get a comment in. 
and you never know. I mean, how many dice you rolling, Steve? Like five, four, five dice. Five, okay, five dice. You never know. It could be comment number five. It could be you know, uh, quintuple snake eyes or whatever. <laughs> or it could be five times six. Uh, you know, uh, I think that would be like thirty. I think. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it could be from. Five to thirty, anywhere around. Five to thirty comments. So yeah, (sighs) this the tension is building in the room. (laughs) Now, before you roll, let me know before you roll because I'm going to pick a comment that we're going to start counting from. Because after you roll, you know, somebody starts putting a bunch of comments, that would be cheating. We don't want to do that. So we'll pick a comment. Before or when you wrote, <laughs> Lester Teller wrote snake bite. Lockberry wrote Yahtzee. <laughs> <laughs> Yahtzee. <laughs> oh, Leon's in chat. Yeah. Leon. I'm. Yeah, there Nick. he is. Ah, yeah. there's Nick. I'm too sexy hey, for a Sasquatch. <laughs> oh, my God. The, the comments are just flying in. Okay. That's here we go. Okay. Here we go. All right, B. Lynn's got one on the bottom. It says Christmas. So we're going to start from there and go there up. We. Well, Next. hang on. I was okay. going to. I was going to call it down. Oh, you call it. You call it. You got ten seconds. Ten. Okay. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Freeze that comment. It's and still B. <laughs> here we go. We're going to give this a real good. Oh, Chris is going to be counting like an MFR. Oh, no. What we got? 25. Three okay. sixes, a five, and a two. 18, 23, 25. And Chris, is that three sixes. Three sixes is 18. A plus five, five is 23. Two. Plus two is. Let's say we got 23, five. Whew, dang, Steve, why you couldn't roll a five or something? Okay. <laughs> Beginning with B's Hola, okay, we got Donald Fuller is number one, Lockbeard number two, B Lynn three, Robert Walker four, Sasquatch Wizard Adirondacks five, My Eye six, Uncle Bone seven, Bigfoot Okanagan Leon eight, Mick is nine, Rod Dupree ten, Lester Taylor eleven, Bo Sox thir- twelve, B Lynn. 13, Robert Walker, 14, <laughs> Donald Fuller, 15, J.D. Sedonia, 16, Pine Island Research, 17, B. Lynn, 18, all out. <laughs> Mick, 19, High Five, 20, <laughs> there's Western New York, 21, J, 22, Uncle Bones, 23, B, 24, look at that. Western New York Bigfoot <laughs> number 25. <laughs> and there is you the can't make this up. You can't. Joe, you did not win a book earlier because you already got a book. But you won the hundred bucks. <laughs> Congratulations! Look at that. 
And wow. Well, that was fun. That was exciting. I was like, and I'm not counting and Chris was counting. And I'm like, well, I wanted to count them out loud so everybody could go with me and see the comment. And that way we know for sure Chris did not make a mistake because I don't want to make a mistake on this deal. But we love each and every one of you. <laughs> And we want to thank you very <laughs> much. I, I want to thank Jesus, my mom, my dad, and Bigfoot, and you guys. <laughs> oh, man. I'm getting Watergate vibes in here. <laughs> oh, come on, both socks. You, you, are, you want a book. <laughs> oh, yeah. Watergate, Watergate. <laughs> you have a bonus draw to win a hug from Thomas. <laughs> Oh, oh, Mick, we love Rob, you. Robert's having fun with Cole's Gate, <laughs> which is a lot more entertaining than Porcupine Gate. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun. Nolan says, "Congratulate!" Congratulations, to everybody. So, yeah, Angel, that's very nice of you. And we are at eleven oh five. Tom, I, I, I want to thank you so much for coming on in tonight and kind of saving us a little bit. Well, and, you're very uh, welcome, sir. You're very welcome. You you are a wealth of knowledge, and we love drawing from that. And I loved you giving me some questions about that to give me some things to think about. And uh, again, thank you. <laughs> and Bigfoot Okanagan says, "Joe, can you send me that fifty dollars, show me?" <laughs> Leon. Uh, <laughs> but um. Uh, but anyway, hey, wait, uh, a minute, wait a minute. I got an idea. Let's give away one more book. Come on. Can you do one that? More, we can I'll, do that. I'll do it. You do it. We can. There we go. One We're more giving book. away another book. One more book for Come the on, farm. guys. Okay, here we go. Three, Starting fours, from- a five, and a two. So that's 12 and 19, Chris. We got 12, Starting 17, from Pat Collins's. 18. Yep. Okay. One, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Post oh, some more there, Nikki. Post oh, some more. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Uncle Bones. Hey, Uncle Bones, too. You got yourself a book. Boy, the Uncle New Yorkers Bones. are sure winning a lot tonight. Two. <laughs> Well, no, Uncle. I don't know where Uncle Bones Two is from. Actually. Where are you from, Uncle Bones? Where you, uh, can you type in where are you from? Are you from the UK? Um, well, we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. So, Uncle Bones Two, just throw congratulations, your, Uncle yep. Bones. Any, two. any winners that don't have me on Facebook or anything like that, just throw me an email at. Admin at squatchdetective.com winnings. Of course, um, yeah. you know, Joe, uh, please uh, let me know your PayPal address and I'll get that over yeah. to Chris. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, thank again, thanks for uh, um, everybody coming on tonight and having some fun with us. And, uh, you know, again, thank you to Tom. And uh, at least I get to wish Tom a Merry Christmas in person tonight. 
And Merry Christmas to you, sir. Thank you, sir. And Merry Christmas to you, Steve and Chris. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Tom. And may your 2022 be a lot better than the last two years. Oh, let us pray. Let us pray. <laughs> and uh, just one more. Now, I'm curious as to what would Sasquatch leave in the gifting bowl if a, if a book was left in there? Probably a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> a rock. Yeah, probably. No, it already, it already left a rock. Uh, is uh, Bigfoot was hard to beat. That uh, that ID was, was well. Hilarious. The glyph was good too. And, yes, uh, it was. Tom, Tom, do you have any idea what we're talking about? Have you seen the gifting bowl video? No. Okay, so we'll show you. Just for fun, we'll show you the uh, the gifting bowl video. Yeah, we got started um, a minute later, a minute or two late anyway. So yeah. Locate it. There it is. So uh, let's load that file. Hey, folks. We're going to check out what a lot of people don't know is for the last few weeks, I've been leaving a gifting bowl out to bait the Sasquatch. And I've been leaving fruit. And a lot of times the fruit will just be gone. It's got to be Bigfoot. And all of a sudden, one day I came back and in the bowl, there was a rock. Oh, Bigfoot. There was a rock. So I kept baiting it with fruit and vegetables. And then I started putting out raw steaks and chicken. And then the next thing you know, uh-oh, it left a glyph. And look at that glyph. It said, hi, H-I. So I left some more stuff out. And this time I added fruits and meat and vegetables. And then the next thing I got, it left me a note. I is Bigfoot. And... We all know how they can spell. It's obvious. It's quantum physics. That's how they can spell. So, we're going to check what it left today in the gifting bowl. Let's go up to the gifting bowl, see what it left. Oh, I'm so excited. It's been leaving all kinds of great things. Where's the gifting bowl? Oh, there's the gifting bowl. Oh, my God. It left an iPhone. Awesome. Quantum physics, that explains it all. Who knows? Maybe the Bigfoot will actually call me on this. Catch y'all later, folks. Hashtag stop the lunacy. And there you yeah, have the gifting. If you get a call from Igor, let us know. <laughs> I may get a may get a call. Yeah, Igor. And was, you know, the I'm, funny thing is I did that like a year before Igor came out with a phone call. <laughs> I want to say, Steve, that video was just as believable as some I have watched on YouTube. <laughs> oh, but by the way, Steve, thou shalt <laughs> not hoax. Bigfoot burner phone. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> just remember, Steve, thou shalt not hoax. That's right. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good group. And that's why I put on their parody. 
I wanted to make sure people knew. Oh, I thank was not. God you did that because we yeah. never would have known. <laughs> but but there would be somebody that would say, "Yeah, oh, you know. yeah." You got to check out some of those comments under that video too. Like Steve, did you check the phone for Bigfoot family photos? <laughs> <laughs> Were they all blurry? <laughs> They wouldn't even give me a selfie. Well, anyway, again, uh, thank you, Tom, for coming on. I just want to, uh, 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 yes, we, uh, the question is, uh, somebody asked, Raptor Crazy asked if we're doing another show before Christmas. Nope. This is it till the uh, 26th. It'll be the day after Christmas. Day after Christmas. Yeah. So we'll be very festive. We'll be having a lot of, you know, probably a a full belly. Um, (laughs) But, uh, and, and thank you, Don. Don Fuller says, thank you. I really needed this show tonight. Um, thank you for being here, Don. Um, so I, I just want to tell everybody, and, 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 and you know, it's been a tough year for a lot of folks. And uh, there's a lot of stuff going behind the scenes that I just found out today. And they were, and Chris knows this, that it, it wasn't too happy news involving some family members. And you know, it's a really tough pill to swallow. This is traditionally a tough time of year for me um, for for a number of reasons. And it's a tough time of year for for a lot of folks. And uh, I feel for you. Um, but I hope tonight we could put a smile on some people's faces and have a little fun. And because uh, I, I truly, I, I do the show to make people laugh and have a good time and get educated at the same time. Um, and... Um, you know, this, I, it, it, even Chris knows it was really tough for me to put on a smile tonight because of the information I found out. Um, but uh, I want to wish everyone, I'm going to put, keep that smile on because uh, a smile is contagious and a smile kind of imprints on your own mind. Um, so I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, Merry Kwanzaa, you know, whatever it is you celebrate during this holiday season. Just remember, embrace your family, love them. Um, And if you don't have family with you, you know, remember you have friends, especially two guys sitting here that care about you guys. And uh, Merry Christmas to all. Chris? Yeah. Well, again... I want to thank uh, Mr. Thomas Steenberg for coming on. It was an honor having you, sir. And uh, we we love you guys. Uh, we appreciate everybody that uh, has has been loyal to us and been with us this whole time. This this show's about you guys, yep. and uh, you're you're what makes it great. And we really appreciate you. Um, you know. If any new people come in tonight, if it's the first time, you know, please, you know, give us a like, subscribe. Uh, we appreciate you. And uh, we want to thank all our listeners, uh, everybody, even the, the podcast listeners on uh, Absolutely. radio, all you guys. You know, we invite you yeah. to come over by the YouTube channel so you can see how ugly I am. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we really appreciate it. And uh, Merry Christmas to everyone. And, from the heart, uh, we love you guys. We really do. We do. Thank you. And guys, contrary to what you may or may not have heard, this podcast has been in existence now 
since 2006, and we don't intend on changing a bit of the way we've conducted business here for the last number of years. We have tried to have new people on every week. We try to uh, engage stories as they come at us, and we give you our honest, raw opinion. And sometimes not all shows are for everybody, and we understand that. So, um, you know, for those that have been kind of dismayed over a show or two in the past, never fret. We always have fun. We do this not out of spite, not out of meanness, nothing. We do everything, you know, out of caring. And, um, you know, we care about our audience and that our audience gets the truth. And that's what more can I say? That's what it's always been about for me is the truth. Um, Steve and Chris, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to the audience. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and stick to the facts and never deviate from the facts. Amen. And on that note, folks, I want to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas again. Keep a good week. Have a good week. Keep healthy. Stay safe. Embrace your loved ones and cherish the time this week. God bless and keep on squatching. We'll see you all here next week, Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on SquatchTV.com. You're live on YouTube. Hey, folks, you've been watching Squatch DTV. Join us each week, Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern for the latest on the Bigfoot mystery. As always, we thank you for being our loyal viewers and encourage all to subscribe to our YouTube page at youtube.com slash Steve Culls. As always, have a great week. Stay safe. God bless and keep on squatching.